escape and still draw them at every forum. Don't lose no points, I just score them. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the forum. I am Charles Diamond, aka Leroy Tolstoy, here with Ali, aka Ali. <laughs> Raj, aka Unwritten Rules. We have a very special episode of the forum for you today. Thanks to some great, uh, some great interactions on Twitter, some uh, some wonderful forum listeners. We got some questions, some thoughts, some hypotheses that we're going to discuss that were submitted uh, via Twitter. So we're going to shout out the people who submitted those questions when we get to that section of the podcast. But first, <laughs> first we have a first uh, on the forum. <laughs> we're recording after a win, guys. I don't have like a stock applause sound i could i could I put you. that in but i'm lazy i'm just gonna clap real quick hey i got you i didn't know if it was gonna sound terrible the clapping because i didn't want it to like just hurt the audience's ears but i, I yeah i was like clapping softly away from the microphone yeah, but <laughs> c- congratulations to the lakers getting a big win um mm-hmm. it's you not really it, a big yes. win because like it doesn't matter but it's a big win because it's a win i guess the chicago bulls last night yes i mean i'll be dead honest they it was still the first three quarters was a loss. I don't. <laughs> I was watching and I was like, we are having like prime KCP playing right now, and we're still losing. He played. He play, He played like how I was hoping he'd play all season last night. He played he phenomenal. Play, he played like um like post halfway house incarceration last year. KCP trying to prove himself. <laughs> yes, exactly. Every every what's funny was every three he shot. I was still saying, nah, he's missing that. (laughs) Made me made me more upset. He was like running to the bench, like you know, all excited. So where was this like three weeks ago? (laughs) I I was just gonna say the whole team had like a whole vibe. They were very excited and like going crazy. And I was like, guys, it is March twelfth. Like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? We needed this two months ago. Yeah, I, I loved the energy they were playing with and how happy they were for each other. But at the same time, I was like, damn, they, they like legit almost lost to the Bulls in the first three quarters. Like, they just, I don't know, it was really sad to watch because we had like LeBron playing well, JaVale was playing well, like KCP was playing well, and they were still struggling to beat a Bulls without Levine. Yeah. So it, it felt weird, but I mean, I, I, the fourth quarter, I was, you know, all into it. I mean, I knew, I saw the game late, so I knew what was going to happen, but it was still like really fun to watch because they, like you said, they were like really getting into it. And I was like, all right, yeah, I'm, I'm with it. <laughs> uh, also, I, I got to ask, is this just me or does, I cannot say his name, Ryan Arcidiacono. Arcidiacono, my guy. Okay, yeah, I I didn't watch the game. I I mean I I mean I did watch the game, but I didn't watch it with like high volume because I didn't want to wake up the household. But I I does he not like when you watch him? Are you not thinking that's Kirk Heinrich? Wow. I didn't, but now I I see it. <laughs> wow, that's you know that's your yeah. I definitely see it. I definitely see it. I I was watching and I'm like I it bothers me that I'm just like thinking I'm watching Kirk Heinrich out there. <laughs> Also, like, I don't, like, I'm not, like, a huge Archie Diacono fan, but he went to Villanova, and, and one of my coworkers, who I've mentioned on this show, actually went to Villanova, so every time Arch is on the floor, you know, he's like, I, I don't even know what he, what, what do Villanova fans say? I don't even know what they say, but he says whatever they say. I don't know what their thing is, but... no idea. <laughs> whatever their thing is, he does it. Yeah, Josh Hart, too. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. oh, so there was there was connection on the on the floor. Also, yeah. I just looked it up because I was interested. Archie Diagono is one of six siblings. Wow. 
Well, half split, three girls, three boys. And that's 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 a lot. You know what? That's that's interesting. Yeah, that's a lot. That's that's <laughs> a lot. Isn't Stephen Adams like thirteen thirteen kids or something like that? Yes, and yeah. he's the baby. <laughs> oh. Yeah, let's like, call Stephen what? Adams the baby. <laughs> but no, his like one of his sisters is like an Olympic shot put champion or something mm-hmm. like that. Yep. I, uh... Have you ever seen like pictures of his siblings? Do they all like? Are they like all like him? No idea. No, I think I they're all gigantic. A few uh, points from the game. I uh, I remember from the time when I didn't watch. I heard. I mean, I looked up the box score, and I saw that Andre Ingram played four seconds, and it was like the fourth quarter, and he wasn't in the floor. So I was like, did they have to shoot a technical, and then like someone from the bench had to come because you know they just got hurt or something, and then they picked Andre, and then I heard that it was just for like the last second shot. And then, so I felt I felt kind of bad for him because you, if he gets subbed in cold as hell, he's not making that shot. But I felt I felt bad for him in that as- aspect. And then, uh, just some like because I took like G League the guys from the G League notes. Caruso, Caruso got. Do you see him in the first qu- the first uh, minute of the fourth quarter? What happened? No. What happened? The first two possessions, he got like cookied on the first play, and then the next play down, he's dribbling it up. And then they, like, hit it off. He was, like, dribbling it up, and they deflected the ball, and it went off Caruso. And you just saw Caruso look so deflated. And I was like, no, buddy, no. <laughs> I thought he was, like, he was really good after that, right? I thought his game uh, was, like... He got, he got subbed out after, like, two minutes. But he did have... He, overall, he did play really well, especially in that, yeah. like, second quarter. I, it was, I was... The way Rondo the way Rondo was used, too, was quite interesting. He played the full first quarter and the full third quarter. Like, he didn't get subbed out, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I, I just don't understand those. I don't understand. I, I don't understand those rotations. Why is he just getting full on twelve minute uh, playtime over there? I have no idea. And if you notice, like after a lot of timeouts, it's Rondo and Luke talking, and I'm like, ah, that's interesting. Yeah, they were down twenty. Like I think in like early first quarter, mm-hmm. Rondo yeah. was like a minus sixteen in like twelve <laughs> minutes, I believe. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and then like the G League guys came in and uh, brought it back. So yeah. yeah yeah, no, I I think uh, Williams struggled a little bit yeah. that game. <laughs> but other than that, like, they still always are playing with full energy, which yeah. is nice. Yeah, Robin Lopez looked like Elijah one. Like, in that first, in that first he had like two nice post moves on uh, Jay Will, and I was like, no. Yeah, he, he that, just... I think that's the thing that stuck out the most for me, honestly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially that spin move. <laughs> that Jay Will was stuck. His foot was just cemented on the floor. Well, also, like, Jay will try to take, like, a charge on one of the post moves, and so did JaVale, and Robin was, like, and there wasn't enough contact for the charge, and it was, like, like they were flopping, and Robin Lopez was just like, okay, well, if you're just going to give me a free basket, absolutely, I'll take it. So he was kind of yeah. feeling himself. Yeah. Um, real quick, just because we were talking about Caruso earlier, I, I was watching on League Pass, so I was watching the Chicago broadcast. Um, and, and that's okay. Neil Funk and Stacey King. And, like, mm-hmm. Stacey King played, obviously, and... He was just like singing Caruso's praises, like throughout the entire first half. He was just like, <clears throat> like this guy's got great instincts. He's got good size for a, for a point guard. He's got good vision. I don't know why he's not getting more minutes. And I'm like, how do you know who this guy is? Like, I'm not even, 
I was unaware that he was that big in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, no, there's there's Michael Jordan and then there's Alex Caruso and then there's Derrick like, Rose. Like, see, no, but I was just I was very confused. I was like, do I like? I'm pretty sure I watch a lot of Alex Caruso, but maybe I need to watch more. Obviously, I'm not I'm not hip. Uh, I. I like I love Alex Crusoe as you guys know. I, his vision to me isn't the best thing in the world, uh, but I mean he does have moments where he you know gets that 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 pass to LeBron. I think it was in the third or fourth quarter. What, dude, oh yeah, that was pretty. That was so nice. <laughs> when he threw, that, I was like, damn. That was that, that was, pocket pass? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. That was that was pretty. I I feel like I wish LeBron would have like went up to him like hugged him or something because like that was that was that was unexpected. <laughs> Uh, to your point, uh, you said like he was uh, about Stacy. He was like talking up Caruso, right? Um, he did mm-hmm. that for like a couple of the young guys for Lakers. He was like talking about Kuzma. He's like Kuzma's like has a, can be an all star. Like he has like he's a great defender. Things like that. I was like, oh. People like our young core. <laughs> Everybody except for Magic and Rob. So. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was a completely unnecessary. No, no. That, that sadly, I think it was. <laughs> Final thoughts about about the Chicago game. Like we said, it was it was cool to see them have fun. It was cool to see LeBron get like a couple a couple crazy dunks. Um, mm-hmm. It's weird. Like that was. I feel like that was the most. I don't know if just engaged, but also like physically able. I've seen LeBron yeah. in yeah, months for sure. Um, which when when he when he had when he had the uh, the full court bounce pass alley oop dunk. Um, mm-hmm. I was just like, this is amazing, but it's also sad because again, it's it's March twelfth, and like yeah. he has not been able to do this for a while. Um, and it, it kind of just like made me think about what what could have been a little bit if if we got that version of LeBron, um, who's mm-hmm. like fully co- confident in his in his body and in his abilities, um, for a whole year. But yeah. other than that, LeBron, like we said, it was, it was good to get a win. That LeBron reminded me of like the first game of the season LeBron against Portland where him and Dame like uh shared dunks after like on back to possessions mm-hmm. yeah remind me of that yeah, it was just weird watching him like flex you know like <laughs> after dunking and it's like we're six games out <laughs> like, yeah. was... his, his, his shimmy after the Josh yeah. <laughs> like it was a great dunk but I'm like like we're we're already out you know it's weird watching him like flex so a yeah. team at the same team. time, yeah. it gets me. I mean, like we, we kind of enjoyed watching that. So yeah, I, yeah. I don't hate it too much. Well, I don't hate it. It's just I was thinking, like, man, it's kind of weird. This team has won like nineteen games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, well, I guarantee you, there were so many fans. If any of you are were like this, say it. Where <laughs> there's so many fans watching that, were just like, no, don't win this game. What are you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> you guys are ruining this. This is why I hate KCP. Well, the the only reason uh, that I was like, not not the only reason. Obviously, I was happy to see a win, but the only reason I didn't care is because currently we're thirty one and thirty six, <laughs> and Orlando's thirty one and thirty seven, and all they got to do is lose one game, and they'll have the tiebreaker, so they'll be better than us. So I was like, you know what? Like we got we can we can win this one. You know, Orlando lose, we'll be back in the eleventh worst uh, record that the tank lives on. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> LeBron. LeBron post game said, "I think it was LeBron who said, uh, uh, we're gonna like uh, uh, go after these fifteen last fifteen games like they're playoff games." <laughs> and I guarantee you, he would not have said that if they lost, because that would have just been the funniest quote. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm, I might have to like go back and rewatch the Lakers broadcast just because I want to hear Bill and Stu uh, be happy for for because this will be this will be will have been the first time in a while. Yeah, that's why I was upset I'm, not watching it with volume because I was like, I really want to hear what they're saying. Raj, did you watch the Chicago broadcast also? Yeah, I did. See, like I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Stu had like at least one noise in there because of those two yeah. LeBron dunks. <laughs> so I need to I need that in my life at least once. I just can't do Bill. He's a little. He's like every, we're down twenty. He's like, and there it goes, and Caruso gets a dunk. I'm like, yeah. dude, <laughs> I just I just can't listen to that. Like, it, <laughs> yo, he's like a little too good at his job. Yeah. Like, all right. <laughs> Not like we're 25, and they <laughs> cut it to 20. Here come the Lakers. Like, stop it, man. Just like you gotta, you gotta read the room and know when it's time to exactly. get your players only on. Just like, sit down. Don't say much. <laughs> get your players only on. Hey, I thought you liked them. I, I do, I do, I do. I, but I'm, I will be. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna not be self-aware. They definitely yeah. lack energy. Like last night, there was. There were a couple sequences of like 30 seconds, like Kevin McHale and Isaiah Thomas, I guess, were just like looking at each other, being like, you talk, because I didn't hear anything. Um, but I enjoyed it. And also, like, Greg Anthony is on Players Only, and I used to play a lot more 2K than I do now, and whenever I had oh, GA on in yes. 2K, I went off, so I got I show love for GA. All right, guys, um, y'all, y'all ready to get into this mailbag? Uh, one, 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 one thing before, I know we talked, like, last week about, like, the Magic and Palinka, I think, the um, press conferences, right? Mm-hmm. Did we talk yes. about the last pod? Yeah. I really thought, like, that picture of Palinka, like, reading out of a book was, like, Photoshop. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know that was real until, <laughs> like, till, like, two days ago until I saw the video of him actually reading out of that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> did you guys know that was real? Like, yeah. Okay. At least, I mean, like, I... I thought it was real. I, I didn't, it does look very photoshopped, but like knowing I, Blinka, totally, I could totally believe it. I thought that was a joke. I thought people like really just like <laughs> photoshopped a book into his hand, and then I saw the video. And I was like, oh my god! <laughs> All right, it is indicative of our <laughs> of our front office, I guess. <laughs> That's what they do when they watch. Then they like look up uh, players on other teams. They just grab a piece of paper and they're just like, ah, their stats are this this year. They should be good. So moving forward, are we ready for the? Uh, are we ready to take uh, take some listener questions? Yeah, let's do it. All right, awesome, Ali. You, uh, sorry, not Ali. I apologize, Raj. That's you okay. were the you were the Twitter hub of the questions. So would you mind uh, introducing the questions to the pod? The first one comes from um, Zane uh, at Zane underscore G O G H. Uh, fellow member of the LFR team, he says, do you think Kuz has already checked out of this season? I would say no. Just like he, last night's performance was pretty pretty good. Uh, he seemed pretty engaged in that one. So I would say no. I think I think he's going to be, I don't know, without Ingram and Lonzo, and just I guess if their mentality is uh, all these games are like playoff games, he's not going to check out. Yeah, I mean, I feel like as long as there's, as long as there's shots to be put up, as long as there's buckets to be gotten, <laughs> He's he's down for the cause. Um, it's like like I, I agree with what you said, Ali. Like with Brandon out and with Alonzo out, I mean he's the lone sort of young core main scoring option. So I feel like he's going to show out. If anything, I feel like he's going to use this opportunity to just like show exactly what he's worth. Uh, and like you said, last night was a perfect example of that. He uh, he definitely um, definitely showed out last night and came back with a bang. So it was good to see. Shout out Zane, also my guy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
And I agree too. Um, I think you can tell like the big difference last night. Like even when there's just one more of the core playing, it's like a total different team. You know, like just even having just Kuzma, even though both Lonzo and uh, Ingram are still out, but a uh, team is totally different when one of them is playing. Um, next comes from uh, at Stan Bender, uh, guy, uh, good part of Laker community. Um, he says, "Do you think Magic and Rob have ever used the term net rating in a sentence other than what is a net rating?" <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> no, I don't. I would say just straight up no. Ross, what do you think? <laughs> I'm hoping. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I don't think. I, I don't know if Magic knows what net rating is. I'll be honest with you. Like, I think he understands the concept. I don't. But like, I don't think he's out here being like, oh, like Rondo's got a negative seventeen net rating. Like, we should do something. Like, I don't think that's how his mind works. Um, we. I know. I know for sure Rob has definitely, and I think that's a little offensive. I know for sure Rob has used the term net rating because he spent months and months doing analytics before signing <laughs> JaVale and Rondo. So that's fair. You make a solid point. Thank you. Yes. Okay, uh... <laughs> no soundly across the board. <laughs> <laughs> you telling me our analytics department doesn't use that? Um... <laughs> All right. Next comes from uh, Master Red Snapper at Master Red Snapper. He says, if the Lakers win the lottery, would you trade Zion for AD straight up? I'm just going to put this out there. They're not winning the lottery. I have home with you. Yeah, come on, man. Maybe I'm jinxing it, man. Oh, yeah, my bad. Yeah, we're not winning. Oh. Uh, But I just really don't think, like, I, I, but I've always been like that. And even in past years, I thought, I was like, Lakers aren't getting the second pick. They're not going to be able to get Lonzo, stuff like that. I just always think like that because i want to put that in my mind whereas so i don't get my hopes up <laughs> but i always do get my hopes up anyways but I, if, if <laughs> to answer the question uh if they do get that pick i yeah i would i mean yeah i'd trade it for ad i personally would uh because i know zion would be younger and you know he'd fit with our young core but i also think anthony davis is also pretty young himself uh it and so i would i would a hundred percent do it for uh, AD. In my personal opinion, first and foremost, shout out Master Red Snapper. That is just like one of the greatest Twitter handles of all time. <laughs> um, uh, he's really funny. He's he has really good content on Twitter. I might, you know what? I'm doing it right now. I don't know why I wasn't following you, Master Red Snapper, but I'm following you now, bro. Don't stress. We got it fixed. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Trading Zion straight up for AD. It's like you said, AD is 25 years old, and I think people forget that because he's been in the league so long. But that dude is young, and if he's on the Lakers, he's on the Lakers for the next, like, two contracts most likely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. And you're hoping Zion becomes as good as AD. <laughs> like, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I do it. I don't think I trade Zion for AD. Ooh, okay, Ooh, let me hear this guy right here. <laughs> you have him under like under team control for like six years. You can put another max along with that. I just feel like, and then what if like Zion becomes like, I don't know. I just I just see him and I'm like, this guy's not like, he's not normal. It's not like he's not Wiggins. You know what I mean? Like when Wiggins got drafted, and then LeBron's like, nah, you're not playing on my team, but. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't. I don't think he's with it. Wait, he's not Wiggins. What? I'm sorry. Wait, you just made me realize LeBron totally saw this coming. He's just he did. He saw Wiggins and he was like, "No, that guy ain't it. He doesn't have it." 
and now yeah. Minnesota's like dealing with that. That's yo, maybe LeBron, maybe late GM is is the right move. Because I didn't even think about that, Raj. <laughs> I don't know. I just saw this last summer. I don't think it's the move. Didn't <laughs> Led GM want Waiters gone too? Yeah, they. But Waiters stayed, I believe, that first year. I think he stayed for half of the year. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then they got him up out of there, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> that would've been fun though. Waiters, Waiters, and uh, LeBron is of more. What's a better pairing, Waiters and LeBron, or Lance and LeBron? God, <laughs> I'm. I'm actually like. I'm obviously I like Lance because he's on our team, but I'm actually a Dion Waiters fan. Like I like Dion Waiters a lot, mm-hmm. so I'm taking mm-hmm. I'm taking I'm taking Neon Dion all day. I, I See, think I, Dion Waiters is pretty good too. I agree, but I like, think not, you guys like not, not currently, but yeah, I, th- I think you guys like the idea of Dion Waiters. Like until he gets on your team, and then you're like, oh man. What Dion Waiters is like just as good as he's like not just as good, but he's you know like a Dwayne Wade, you know. <laughs> I think I think my love for Dion Waiters is dependent on him not being on my team. I don't know what you're talking about. By the way, just for listeners, I'm very sarcastic, so I did not mean that in any sense whatsoever. <laughs> I'm sorry. But I just want to get back to Ali's point about the Lakers not winning the lottery. I, oh, like, I, thought, I thought you were going to say Ali's point of Dion Waiters being with Dwayne Wade, and I was like, don't do it, don't do it. <laughs> no, look, man, I'm an Atlanta Falcons fan, okay? I watched the Super Bowl in which the, the New England Patriots had the most improbable and unlikely comeback <laughs> of all time. They literally had, like, a 2% chance of winning the game, okay? I uh, Coincidentally, in the 12th spot right now, 12th worst record in the league, the Lakers have a 1.5% chance of getting the number one overall pick. All I'm saying is literally crazier things have happened in sports about teams that I root for in my life in the past three years. So, look, man, it's possible. Listen, if <laughs> if the Lakers do get the first pick in the draft, there is going to be, like, a full-on investigation if the NBA is <laughs> rigged. There, there's no way that someone, it, like, all the GM, or all, like, the other teams are just going to be like, no, they, we have to investigate this. This is not okay. <laughs> It's going to be a 2019 class action lawsuit. <laughs> yeah, for real. There's going to be That's a whole amazing. ESPN 30 for 30 on this. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, all right. Um, next one from uh, at J-O-U-L-3-S-33. It's from Julian. He says, um, do you even care about the Andre Ingram signing? Ooh. Is it just a publicity stunt? I know, Ali, you kind of delved into this on uh, your South Bay Lake film room, but... Uh, what do you guys think? Oh, I'll let, I'll let Rick take this. Well, if I'm <laughs> taking go, this, I'll go off after. Okay. Um, in my personal opinion, you see, there were what 16, 17 games when Andre Ingram got signed, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the Lakers signed him to a ten day. Am I correct in that? Yes. So uh-huh. there's you can sign a player to a max of two ten day contracts before you have to you know figure out what to do with them. Mm-hmm. Um, Correct. So I don't think it's a coincidence at all that he got signed for a 10-day contract when there's less than 20 games left, or 20 days left even. Um, <laughs> I don't think that's a coincidence. I also, I, I don't want to go too deep into it because I know Ali's got a lot to say about it. So I, I'll just say it definitely seems uh, very convenient that there's bad press going on around the Lakers and uh, Andre Ingram gets signed to a 10-day contract when there's less than 20 games left in the season um, and sort of give some of those feel-good vibes uh, that sort of helped engender the, that, that same attitude at the end of last season. 
Uh, I'll hand it off to the uh, to the expert now. <laughs> the expert. Okay, yeah, Raj, go right ahead. <laughs> uh, so I uh, like I I love Andre, and that's why it hurt when I like tweeted that stuff out because I think like I uh, this story is just amazing. Like I'm so happy for him that he gets this opportunity again, and you know it's just it's great for him and his family. So I for that part I'm like ecstatic, even though like I think this side of it I'm still like ecstatic for him. But just for like the basketball side of it, I there's there's like two or three players. First off, there's like I said, there's two or three players that are like currently you know they could have called up that possibly would actually be on the roster next year, or like for example, Jamario Jones. There's a chance. There's a good chance he becomes a two way for the Lakers next season. Why not bring him up and like try him out? Because <laughs> right now. Uh, Andre Ingram's not having his best season. He's probably having his worst season. He's averaging 8.6 points per game, which is low, his second lowest of his career. His 11-year career in the G League, his second lowest. 39, 39.7% shooting, which is his lowest. 35.3% three-point shooting, which is, his, uh, which is his lowest. His net rating is negative 5.4 lowest, and his true shooting percentage is 53.5%, which is the lowest. Secondly, Lakers called him up last year, and he... You know, he played really well. He pl- he averaged 12 points on 47% shooting and 55.6% from three. Uh, three rebounds and 3.5 assists. And he didn't even get a training camp invite. You know? So I... like, And there were, like, other guys from South Bay that got the opportunity for that. So I don't... They don't have any future plans for him by calling him up here. I, I just... Like you said, I think it was just a publicity stunt. I think they've had so much negative stuff in the media these past few days. That even without the bill, uh, the story that came out, it, it would have happened. Mm-hmm. And, and to add to your point, um, they didn't even get a summer league invite, actually. So yeah, like, yeah, that too. It was definitely for that reason. There's like no doubt in my mind. But again, super happy for him, and like I, I'm gonna love watching him play for the Lakers. Yeah. yeah. I agree. He shouldn't care one iota how the situation happened, oh, but I mean, not at all. Uh, yeah, but the reaction was totally different than last year. You know, last year was like a one last game. He's gonna get called up. This is like seems a little forced, but yeah. Um, I mean, the Lakers Twitter the first day that he got, <laughs> they they tweeted out like seven different things that day about him, and I guarantee you, if it was like for example, Jamario Jones from the South Bay Lakers, there would have been maybe max two tweets. Do you see they got a close-up of, like, him and LeBron in the huddle? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The photographer went right in the middle of the huddle and was like, yo, I need this shot of them, too. LeBron, can you please go right next to him? This is going to be perfect. LeBron's probably in on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, move, moving on from uh, shout-out Andre Agram, you know. Yeah, um, shout-out Andre, seriously. He's the nicest dude in the world. Um, says, uh, next one comes from... Um, David Chia at Chia Pet seventy four, who was like the king of king and like ruler of Zubak Island for a very long time. Um, Chia. <laughs> assuming a max wing free agent signs in July, which is a, I hope that's a good assumption. Which player should be targeted? <laughs> which player should be targeted to fill out the roster? Ooh. Well, first and foremost, I just want to say, David, don't get your hopes up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, not a lot of max wings out there, sir, and I don't see it. Um, but yes, assuming, assuming. <laughs> who, who? Let's assign a max wing that joined the Lakers. Who should we put there? I mean, we gotta go big or go home. 
Well, I've been thinking, like, I'm not sure if I'm being more, like, okay with the idea of Jimmy Butler because, like, it's all week. We can't be picky, or is he, like, really a good choice? I can't tell anymore. So Okay, can I just say something really quickly? I understand uh-huh. that Jimmy Butler uh, had a hand in ruining the Chicago locker room. I understand mm-hmm. that Jimmy Butler had a hand in ruining the Minnesota Timberwolves locker room. Mm-hmm. Um, I also understand that Jimmy Butler is really good at basketball. And, <laughs> like... That's what I care about most right now. You look at who was in those locker rooms. Um, like that 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 Chicago Bulls locker room. First of all, it was fractured in a in a morale kind of way after Derrick Rose just could not return to his form. Um, and you know Tibbs was just playing guys long minutes, yelling at them, and like they just couldn't perform up to the expectations that they had um, in in Derrick Rose's MVP season, and and you know shortly right. after that. So I think there was a lot going on in that locker room. Minnesota, let's be honest, right? Like I, I was talking to somebody, like some someone well respected, like for me, who like has been working in basketball for like 15 years. And he, he was, we were talking about Carl Anthony Towns, and he goes, look, the guy is great. He's having, like, a great month. But this dude is the same dude who got drafted. Like, this guy has not changed his game. He's good at the same things, just as good at the same things, not good at anything he was bad at. He's the same dude he was when he was drafted. And we were just joking about Wiggins, the, uh, like, <laughs> 10 minutes ago, so I don't even need to talk about Wiggins. And then they send him the coach that he left in Chicago. I just, I understand what happened in those two locker rooms. Now, Jimmy, that's not to say Jimmy's not, you know, he doesn't have a caustic personality. He's a very abrasive personality. And you could tell that from, you know, th- th- there was that um there was that overtime game. I think it was an overtime uh Philadelphia had where, you know, they had uh, yeah. you know, a last second a chance to get a last second shot and they drew up a play. Uh, they thought Robin Lopez tipped it, so the clock went off earlier. So, you know, they were talking about, you know, the, the officials were talking about restarting the play and Jimmy Butler yelled something like, you know, Maybe we can draw up a better play this time around, you know, <laughs> within earshot of Brett Brown. So, like, obviously, I'm not, you know, I'm not ignoring. He is who he is, and he admits who he is. But I think you put him in a locker room with LeBron, and he yeah, is who different. he is because he is he's an intense personality. He wants to win. He wants people to be the best. He is very much like Kobe in that way. And I think you put him in a, in a situation where there's someone who's better than him, who is the leader of the team, and who understands and empathizes with that work ethic and mentality. And I think that's a successful roster. So I would love to have Jimmy Butler on the team. Sorry, I just went off for two minutes. I'm gonna I'm gonna that's great. I'm gonna ask you one quick thing, and I I want to hear your answer. Would you rather have Tobias Harris or Jimmy Butler? Ooh. I'm gonna, assuming our roster is as it is. Yes. I would rather have Jimmy Butler. I'm sorry. I know that's a controversial opinion. We don't, we need Tobias another creator. 20, Tobias is 26. We need another creator. We need another creator. And I love Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris is in a perfect situation for him where he doesn't need mm-hmm. to create his own shot. I mean, he can still, but we need some. We need we need bat. We need Robin to LeBron's Batman. And like yeah. Tobias Harris is Alfred or like Lucius Fox and like so, they're very so you, vital. Yeah. So you'd rather also, have Clay than Jimmy Butler. I mean sorry, sorry, you'd rather have Jimmy Butler than Clay then. No, I would rather have Clay because the gap But Clay doesn't create his own shots. But Clay is so much better than Tobias yeah. Harris. Yes, I agree. I agree. But I mean Tob- Tobias could cr- can create his own shots too. But I don't think you're winning a title with LeBron and Tobias Harris as your two uh, I agree. As you two guys. I agree. Also, that I, there's like a little bit of um, 
a little bit of positional redundancy there because Tobias is not playing. Like, he can play the three, I guess, but, like, not really. Like, he's playing the four in your best lineups, and LeBron's playing the four in our best lineups. And if he's not, then Kuzma's playing the four in our best lineups. And I hope that Brandon Ingram, like, eats some peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and he starts to play the floor. So it's like... I just I see Jimmy Butler working better, not working better like personality wise, like basketball wise. I see Jimmy Butler. I envision that with LeBron. I envision that with Lonzo. I envision that with Brandon and Kuzma versus Tobias Harris. I'm like, we're gonna throw out Lonzo and like four wings. Like, are we the Boston Celtics? Like, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, on your point about uh, the sh- Chicago like locker room, I believe that was like Jimmy and Dwayne Wade versus Rondo. Yep, yep, Rondo and the young guys. Yeah, so anytime anything is against Rondo now, I'm going to side with whoever's on <laughs> the other side. So <laughs> Jimmy gets a pass in Chicago for a readout. Oh, at the time, I didn't are. understand. Yeah, at the time, I was like, damn, why is he beefing with Rondo? You know, like Rondo seems like the total, like, wants to win guy. And now, like, I kind of see it. Like, yes, you were fooled. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, we actually didn't answer David Chia's question yet at all. Yeah, so. that's <laughs> but it helped um, us go on that that rant. We didn't really rant. assume his assumption. Huh? I'm having a hard time just accepting that assumption. I guess, but um, <laughs> you have an easier you, you having an easier time accepting the fact that we might get the first pick. <laughs> exactly. Yes. There's nearly as much consternation about us winning the lottery as there is about us getting a max wing. <laughs> That's so sad. Wow. But uh, I, I just don't want any more of these one-year deals. These wash veterans yeah. coming. I'm like, done with those. You know, sign like the 26-year-old to like a two-year deal or something. You know, like um, give me like Terrence that, Ross. But... Give me Terrence Ross for three years at like seven, eight million. Like I'm good with that. Exactly. Yeah, I don't think Terrence Ross is good with that. We'll see. Terrence Ross might not have a choice. All right. Terrence Ross is ca- what his his average contract value is currently ten and a half million dollars. I don't think Terrence Ross is getting 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 uh too getting much higher than that. I think Terrence Ross will get like twelve million a year. You think so? Like, are people watching his games in Orlando? Okay. To be fair, to uh, this is I will be completely honest. I'm not watching his games. He's on my no. fantasy team and he's killing it for me fantasy wise. <laughs> So I'm saying it in that aspect because he has games where he drops like 25 plus or like 20 plus, but again he is on Orlando and we've seen even with our with our team like in the bad years that there's players like Jody Meeks that will have those games. So yeah. to be fair, I have not watched his games. <laughs> You're not watching Orlando Magic games? No, I you know I I tried once or twice and I just said no, thank you. You know that's the I'm issue. Like, I'm like Coos. I'm like Coos. You're watching him drop 28 on the box score. And you're not seeing him shoot like three step back of uh, <laughs> off the dribble threes at the end of the fourth quarter, trying to be the hero to win the game. So I oh, feel, no. <laughs> I feel like I that's feel gonna like, knock. I him. feel like I'm Magic and Rob. I'm looking, <laughs> I'm looking at papers, and I'm like, yeah, these are great. Sign him. <laughs> to get back to the question, though, also, I, I feel like mm-hmm. at that point, well, like if we sign a max level wing, what we need is we need backup point guard. Yes, please. And we need big men who preferably can protect the rim and or shoot so like i'm looking at like the Dwayne deadmans right Mm -hmm, i'm looking at like the jared baylis's like i know jared baylis is not like the greatest player in the world but he's like he's a game manager right like he's a veteran he can he can do his job i don't think Corey joseph is leaving indiana but like that's i would love a guy like that on the team like i I don't i don't know like a a patrick patterson kind of player you know like those guys (laughs) the best version of mike muscala possible just kidding um like (laughs) 
give me bigs who can shoot and give me a backup point guard if we sign a max level wing and like i believe that that that's going to be a good team straight up yeah. I, I I do I actually agree with you, but w- would, for for center wise, what about I mean yeah I would want a center that can shoot really badly, someone like Brooke Lopez. Um, but <laughs> Stop. I, I I'm not gonna lie, I would want to see DeAndre too. I, I would I would really like to see DeAndre on the team because I think I don't think he'll take that big of a contract. I think right. he'll relatively be like somewhere along the lines of ooh I don't know. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like how much would he would it cost uh, that, that's a very interesting question though I, I agree with you he, he's one of the like the more curious cases in free agency what what he gets because if if kd signs with the knicks and he just like re-ups with the knicks because him and kd are friends and that's one thing but if he gets out onto the open market i don't think there's going to be like max level money out there for for the 29 no. year old uh, oh definitely jump not. out the gym rim protecting center i think I, I realistically i think he'd be lucky to get like 15 million like he would be like pretty like that'd be big for him yeah, I don't know, I'm kind of wary that he's kind of in that like kind of not washed, but like those veterans, you know. That's kind of. I, I heard bad things out of Dallas and out of New York, but I mean, I don't think we can be picky. I mean, you said shooting, but I just want a center that can run and jump for 25 minutes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. well, just, I watched Tyson. <laughs> I watched Tyson Chandler for the last two months. <laughs> Real quick. That's all. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, that's that's all. That's all. Uh, I just got a notification of the a Shams bomb. No, it's not mm-hmm. really Shams Bomb, but it said uh, on Athletic NBA, uh, Lakers Lonzo Ball opens up for first time since January in a recent shutdown. And he's quoted to say, I'm very, very motivated. It's been frustrating. This is going to be a new summer, most definitely. So, yeah. Yeah, that's I just just wanted to it's something Laker-related. To quote your favorite artist, Drake, uh-huh. <laughs> don't just say it, dog. You got to show me. Look, man. Hey. Right? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I, I agree with that. I, I'm like, I look, man. I, I just, I don't want to. I'm done with the with the PR. I'm done with the, yeah, no. the, the with the PR battles. Like, I just want, I just want to see some basketball. Yeah, I can't believe he's gonna play less games than he did last year. Like, I didn't think that was possible, but yeah. he's gonna play like two less games than last. And not year. just that, he also like built up his body last summer, and like yeah. I thought he'd be like less injury prone. Yeah, yeah. But I also, I feel bad. I feel like that came off like I don't believe Lonzo. I, no, I, no. I fully. Believe I totally him. did take it like that. <laughs> <laughs> I just miss him. I miss. I miss the effect that he has on the team. I miss his intensity. I miss his defense. And I don't. I don't want to hear that he's frustrated because it's going to make me sad. I, I want to see him be successful on the floor. Also, I want him to not be injured because I want the Lakers to draft Bull Bull in the upcoming draft. Oh. And Bull Bull oh, yeah. is already like he's a, he's he has an injury history too. Um, so I want to believe that he's going to get over it <laughs> do you know where he's gonna land so that's the thing i feel like he, he his injury is gonna some mocks have him going as low as like the late teens because of his injury history when he was previously like in back into the lottery top 10 kind of player um and i feel like you know so many players are having good seasons that they're sort of you're forgetting you know his his uh potential and his versatility because he's, he's you know he can dribble he's got like I don't, i'm not gonna say he's got guard skills but he's he's got offensive skills and he's you know he's long. He's got good timing uh, on defense in terms of blocking shots. He obviously he's still a little bit raw and he needs a little bit polish. But I mean, if you're seven if you're seven feet tall, you're going to be a little bit uncoordinated with your body. Yeah. Um, and then that would sort of to get back to David Chia's question, who we just keep tangentially ignoring. <laughs> um, that, that would sort of open us open us up a little bit, open the Lakers up a little bit, open up their 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 cap a little bit if they draft you know that kind of center. Now obviously you're not going to want to 
be you know depending on a rookie center um to be playing big minutes for you but if you draft that you draft bull bull you can sort of you don't need to you know sign like a demarcus cousins you can sign you know Dwayne deadman and and sort of let have him split minutes with you know honestly i would love willie collie stein i wish he wasn't a restricted free agent but i would love somebody like that who's like basically what javale was what javale was for the first you know couple months of the yeah. season um except you know he'll probably care because he's only 26 i thought that being said too Stein was younger than that yeah me too honestly i i didn't i didn't realize wow. that until i was you looking at his age and i was like <laughs> damn that's buddy healed range <laughs> oh man uh, actually uh and david actually has another question which i'm just gonna put out here i'm gonna get him two questions <laughs> let's cause... go on a 20 minute rant with that one <laughs> all right all right uh david has one more question he says uh what should the front office do in case the worst case scenario happens in free agency? What also, should they do or what will they do? What should they do? And what would you consider the worst case scenario? I think I think worst case scenario goes, and I, I mean, it's not a terrible one, but I think, <laughs> I think it goes, you sign, and I think it's going to have to be a one year. Or you could do two years, but I think it's going to have to be one year with DeMarcus. You, you try that out. Because I'm sure, I don't think anyone's giving him big money for one year. How has Demarcus done this season? Has he he hasn't really, you know, balled out, right? No, I heard he's like really bad on defense, but yeah, I mean it doesn't it doesn't really matter on that team. But yeah. I feel like on any other team, yeah, I feel like so they're I, much better when he's not on the floor. <laughs> to be honest with you, I feel like he like he is still doing his thing. Like he's getting his numbers when he's on the floor. I'm um, mm-hmm. still scoring. He looks good, but like defensively, he basically just ruins that team. Yeah, uh, I mean that being said, like the guy tore his Achilles and he's seven feet tall. Like you know, I, yeah. I I'm not expecting him to be great. Honestly, if that's not even my worst case scenario to be honest with you, because at that point it's like, all right, we didn't trade any of our young guys for like Mike Conley. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, like you no, know, but like, like that's a real like people are trying to convince me of that like every day when I go to work. They're like, like, would you rather have Mike Conley or nothing? And I'm like, I like I'd rather have nothing. Like, are you serious? <laughs> I'm not trading yeah. Lonzo for Mike Conley. I'm sorry. I, I was I was um, biding my time so I could pull up his uh, Demarcus Cousins Golden State stats. Remember when I said like he was okay when he's on the floor? I take that back. Um, he's averaging fifteen. Yeah, he's averaging yes. He's averaging fifteen points and seven point eight rebounds. He's shooting twenty three percent from three. Oh my god, twenty three percent. Hey, that's better than Mike Muscala. Hey, it's oh, not God. better than Lonzo Ball. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. My man's putting up Lonzo numbers. Um, opening, he's probably getting and he's probably getting good looks too on that team. Oh, they're wide open. Yeah, shots are wide open. Nobody's guarding that. They're 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 as wide open as Draymond Green's. So his defensive box plus minus is actually three point one this year, which immediately makes me not believe in defensive box plus minus because I've been watching the games and I see that he's terrible uh, on, on defense. Um, but I'm 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 gonna see if I can. I'm just I don't mean to like harp on this, but I'm just I just want to explain how dire because you might be right. It, it might be dire uh, if we sign Demarcus, but at a one year deal, I'm not necessarily as as stressed out. Yeah. When DeMarcus Cousins, his on-off numbers for, for Golden State, their offensive rating, they are 5.8 points better offensively when he is off the floor. Let's see. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's, 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 that's a lot. <laughs> that's, a, that's a franchise player impact, bro, like, of him just coming off the court. Like. <laughs> Can you imagine like a player looking at that stat and just being like, damn, like, why? <laughs> is that really what's happening when I get off the floor? <laughs> That's crazy, man. 
And it's uh, not like yeah. someone amazing is checking in for him, you know? They put him like Kevon Looney. Yeah, that's what Kevon Looney's coming in and looking like a god. <laughs> yeah, man. So so that's that. I think I think worst case scenario is no one comes. Honestly, for me, it's not even, like if no one comes and no one, no one, no free agent signs with the Lakers and we have to just give like Terrence Ross a three-year deal and like, you know, just fill in the gaps with like these sort of tradable contracts who are like just there to support the young core. I'm okay yeah. with that. Like, I'm okay with that. Yeah. For me, worst case scenario is no one signing, Anthony Davis getting traded to the Celtics, and then, like, the the Lakers panicking and trading, like, yeah. Kuzma and Lonzo for, like, Bradley Beal, and then we end up oh. with, like, Bradley Beal and Braun and, like, a bunch of vet men's. That is worst case yeah. scenario. I thought, I'm i not thought, trying to sorry. watch Ish Smith, Wesley Johnson, <laughs> Bradley Beal, LeBron, and JaVale McGee. Like, that is where – that's not the Lakers to me. That's yeah. just dark, I, man. <laughs> to be fair, I thought the question was what should they do? So, like, not yeah. like – because they should not – they should definitely not do that stuff. <laughs> yeah, so what should they do? They should definitely not do that. They should definitely not do that. <laughs> Rick just never wants to answer David's questions. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else's was pretty smooth, like it was just straightforward. But go, they they should go after Demarcus for a year, and then they like like you said, I think they should like get pieces just to surround the young core. Like getting a center that could, like you said, that could shoot from out would be nice. So that that would really help Brandon Ingram's game, especially. So I don't, I'm I'm looking through the list of like centers that can like like you said, Dwayne Dedman, you know, players like that. So I think that's a realistic thing that they could do. And then you know, get solid bench pieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, the, uh, what be- what bench pieces would there be? I mean, not. You think Danny Green's gonna be expensive? I I really wanted Lakers to go after Danny Green this summer. Yeah, I, 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 think, I, don't he think, loves, I think he loves Toronto. Yeah. I could be wrong yeah. with that, but I think he said that he how like how he's expressed how much he loves it there. I didn't know that actually. I didn't know he was a, a fan of Toronto like that. I also yeah. feel like you that that. That um situation, like Toronto situation, is also like super precarious because if Kawhi leaves, then they're probably going to start selling pieces. Yeah. And if they start selling pieces, I don't think Danny Green is like he's not gonna. I don't think he's gonna stick around yeah. to tank in the cold. Um, That's a good point. But you know, I don't know. Future podcast idea. Uh, <laughs> we should we should totally do an episode where we guess where every free agent goes and we see who gets the most correct. It's an amazing idea. Yeah. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you. Good. Thank you. Oh, I was I was gonna say like my worst case is like we signed Kemba to like a five year, hundred thirty million dollar deal. Like, that's, my, <laughs> that's, that's your like, worst case. Worst. That's your worst case. That's, I don't. Know, I just don't trust Kemba at like thirty four years old. Like, no. how old is Kemba? Kemba's twenty nine right now. I believe so. What? I believe oh, he's damn. 30. What? I thought he was. I, I thought he was thirty two. Players should be younger. I thought he was going to be 31 by the time we got a chance to sign him, to be honest with you. Yeah. I might have made that up, though. He might just be 30. <laughs> I, I need to, like I need because Spot Track is telling me he's 28 right now. And if he's, I don't, if he's 28, then I don't, I don't, I have no reservations. So his, he's 28. His birthday is May 8th. So he'll be 29 in free agency. Oh, okay. But still, though, I feel like that's a huge contract for like, I don't know, for, for Kemba. Four year maximum, three year, three year max, three year max. If he gets, if he's down for a three year max to play with LeBron until LeBron's contract is up, I'm so with it. I'm so. With you think it. he'd come for a? Two, you think he'd come for a two year deal or no? I do not think so. No. This man, if he if he's coming to the Lakers, what that means is that he's giving up. Well, if he makes All NBA team this year, then he would be giving up a five year, two hundred twenty one million dollar deal with the with the Hornets. I don't think you walk away from that for like two years, sixty million dollars. 
I'll say I'll say this. Yes. I would rather have Kemba than Jimmy Butler. Really? Yeah, I'd rather have Kemba. That's an interesting that's question. Interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. Jimmy's Sorry, such ahead. a great perimeter defender. You're kind of losing that with Kemba. Like, if Jimmy's on your team, he's guarding the other team's best player, and he's you know putting in work on offense, being the secondary creator. Right. Versus if you sign Kemba, like Kemba's taking a lot of load on that offense. But like, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess we're asking Brandon and Lonzo to guard the other team's best players, which like we we do that now. But still, it's uh it's an interesting question. It's an interesting question. Yeah. Oh, I've seen people on Twitter say how they don't like the pa- they don't think the pairing of uh, Kemba and Lonzo would work, but I think it'd work out. It's like to me, it's like similar to how people said D'Lo and Lonzo wouldn't work. But to be fair, beforehand we and it would have worked just fine. Defense. It would have been. It would have been fine. Yeah. It would have yeah. been Amazing. Well, I think this would work <laughs> people forget that too. a lot of Lonzo's actions at UCLA were were like shooting guard actions. Like he played the two in the half court a lot. <laughs> All right. I'm moving on to the next question. Um, from NC. M E M A D E F. So Mad N C Made Frank. The name is Life's Anxieties, which um sounds like the Lakers season. He's asking, um, do you th- <laughs> do you think Luke is re- do you think Luke really needs to be gone next season? I I I, th- I think so. I mean I don't I just think because just the way that we've seen his rotations, how he's dealt with that. It's mainly to me it's rotations. Just it's been like even right now with Rondo, it confuses the living hell out of me. I think they do just just for a fresh new start as well. Even if they get all these new players, I think just coaching staff wise, they really need a new a new rebuild in that sense. Yeah, I mean part of the reason why Luke was hired in the first place was because we had um, a young team. The Lakers had a young team. Luke was a young coach. The thought process was that Luke Walton could grow as a head coach as the players grew as players. Um, mm-hmm. And most of the players that were that he coached in his first year as, as a Lakers head coach are gone. Um, and instead we have LeBron and dreams of another Max superstar. And it's not really the, the timeline for Luke to grow as a coach. And that includes his rotations. You know, that includes the sort of day-to-day game management. Even though I think he's, I, I, th- I like the plays he draws up sometimes. I do think he's a good coach. Um, but we need a coach who's ready to compete for, you know, I don't want to say a championship because we don't have that roster, but compete for whatever whatever heights the, the roster as it will look in mid-July is, is ready to compete for. Um, and I think obviously for the reasons Ali said, Luke's just not there yet. Um, and it's a shame because I want Luke to be the Lakers head coach. If we had D'Angelo Russell and Julius Randle on our team and we weren't, our timeline wasn't sped up and we still had a young team, then I would love for them to, to for him to grow as a, as a coach and as a professional with them. Um, but it's just not, it's not his time right now. It's not, it's not his time. The timing just, uh, it added up when it happened, but it doesn't add up anymore. Agreed. Yeah, I agree. He got signed on for a marathon and then they told him run a 50 yard dash, you know, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think his defense is good, but the, I think like the offense and his assistants are just, I don't think assistants help very much. Yeah. So. That's that's the biggest issue with me. If he if, like, I don't think I'd hate it if he like. Th- I think this season he should have done that, where he had a bunch of new assistants. It, it wasn't the same cast. It was a bunch of different guys. That would have been yeah. huge. But yeah, I don't. I don't think even if he did that next season, I wouldn't. I still wouldn't want that. Yeah, the most season one I think is by uh, not Byron Scott. Oh God, uh, Brian Shaw <laughs> is the is the guy. <laughs> Freudian slip. Is <laughs> uh, Brian Sean's bench, which uh, I don't think helps as much either. So yeah, I think he's gone. Um, I see a lot of people caving for David Griffin on on Twitter to be the new GM, which 
I'm not sure if that happens, but yeah. I, I can he? Would he? I mean, like I, I was part of the crew that kind of wants him to come on board, but I and I, mm-hmm. I would love for him if they don't want to fire Rob, like have him be an assistant GM. I don't know if he takes right. that because he want he wants like probably full control, but I would love for him to come on board as like an assistant too. Just because they'd have someone with experience. Yeah, that that's true too. Um, I, it's also a pretty tough ask. Yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you think like they, he he could like stay on and fire? They just fire his assistants. I feel like firing assistants is basically firing the coach, right? Like you, I don't know. You're, I don't feel yeah, like you they, can just. They're choosing who you work with. Exa- exactly. Like I don't think you can just um just fire the assistants and then just you know because that's basically undermining Luke in in a way. But yeah. It, it, I, it, you're right. I feel like it's it's undermining him, but it's also like it's undermining him in a way that shows confidence in him. Like it's like we don't we are undermining you. We don't believe that you made good decisions mm-hmm. in terms of who you decided to fill your, your staff out with, but we do believe that you are the right guy to lead this team. And I honestly like I think there would be like a growing period, but I feel like eventually Luke would get over it. I mean, it's also tough right now because. I feel like Luke has kind of checked out a little bit, right? Yeah. And, I, you know, if Bill Orem's reporting that the coaching staff was mad at Magic for letting Julius Randle and Brooke Lopez go, well, then who told him that? You know, it was it yeah. was probably somebody on the coaching staff. Um, so. <laughs> it was Mark Matson. I always blame Mark Matson for everything. I don't know, bro. Judd Bushler's got that face that I feel like he could, like, he, he slid something. <laughs> quick uh, quick tangent on uh, Mark Matson. Um, Ali, you work with the South Bay uh, Lakers, right, and cover them. Did you see Mark Madsen's tweet today where he he tweeted the at the defenders? Oh no! <laughs> oh no, my goodness! I'm serious, and like, there's like it has like zero followers, and it says we are now the South Bay Lakers. But he like put at defenders when he was talking about them. I was like, ah oh, man, where is that's this? Our... Where... Oh oh, great to have Andre Ingram join the at Lakers from at defenders. <laughs> That's our coach. Oh. No, he also put at the NBA D League. It's G League. <laughs> Yo, come on, bro. That's oh. a guy on our staff, like that shares the practice facility with that. There's team, a you know. there's a comment, and a comment says, "Mark, you know it's the G League now, and they're not called the Defenders, right?" <laughs> Question mark. Lol. And he goes, "Ad, thanks so much, buddy. It's funny you made me second guess, and so I went back and looked, and you're right!" Exclamation point. Somehow, oh my when my Instagram post went to Twitter from direct integration, the Twitter algorithm transposed those. Not sure why. Ah. Bro, what? I don't what? believe that at all. That's not how that that's works. A, that's, a, that's a someone hacked. That's, that's, wor- <laughs> that's worse than someone hacked my account. I know. <laughs> Yo, that is terrible. Oh, my gosh. Wait, that's that's kind of okay. Do you guys know the uh, the the Nelly and Kelly Rowland song? What's that? What's that song called? Do, uh, Dilemma. Do you know that song? I probably heard it, but I don't know. I, by I, the I name. think I need you to sing it. <laughs> Come on, bro. It's like no matter what I do, oh yeah, what I think oh. about is you. So in that music video, they're like texting on like a two-way pager. But I guess they like didn't really have a two way or like there just wasn't texting because it's like early like I don't know I don't know what the issue was so like Kelly Rowland's like sending Nelly a message and she's type if you like zoom in on the video you can see that she's typing it on like Microsoft Excel and I feel like that is what Mark Madsen just tried to he just tried to send a text I don't know what happened like I typed it in cell A one and it just didn't send I don't know what's going on yeah I can see that get us a new coaching staff um. 
<laughs> One that knows that what they're what the South Bay Lakers are and what the G League is. I mean, half our team is the G League right now, so I feel like you yeah. Know that. But, um, all right, next is a question from um, Jonathan Suiza uh, at Perp and Gold Six. I don't know if I'll have time to answer it fully, so I'll kind of change it a little bit. He says, uh, "Would love for you guys to play play GM and basketball ops." And figure out what you do to help improve this team this summer if you're in the situation. So I'll kind of change it up. What would be like the first thing you do, like if you are a GM or like basketball ops? Like, what's the first decision you make to kind of like show your reign as uh, the new head of basketball operations? Trade LeBron. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right, Bill Simmons. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. (laughs) Don't trade LeBron. Buy a time machine. Like I I go go back to last summer. First off, I would hold a huge press conference just to, like, let everyone know what my plan is and, like, what, like, my direction, like, where I want to be headed. Not promise anything within the next few years. Not do that. I'd probably call Brooke Lopez and apologize, you know, for the last, um, for the last regime and say we are different. Yeah, Um, I... Let us, let us pay you. Honestly, I think I think that's the right answer. It's a combination of you two of your two answers. Like I feel like you have to just create the impression or the sense that like we're not doing things like we like we yeah. were before. Like I want to introduce yeah. our analytics guys, not introduce them like publicly, <laughs> but like hire a director of analytics yeah. and be like, you know, and like let him espouse his 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 beliefs, his or her beliefs, you know, talk about our, our staff and, and the inner workings of our organization and how we're all in lockstep. I want to like give the sense publicly that you know we're we're trying to change the way we do business and we're not just looking to to come in here and just like quote unquote make a big splash like visually and not actually yeah. change anything or like analyze how we do business but like actually take us take time and, and methodically figure out what needs to change in the organization and make sure that everybody knows that including free agents yeah agents. i would yeah acknowledging like i would also acknowledge like what they did wrong in the past too because like i mean that could go too far but like you know just in a little bit like saying like what what minor things they did wrong that we won't do this time around because like mm-hmm. i think the yeah. biggest thing with magic and them is that they haven't acknowledged that they've done things wrong Exactly. And that's what's made people so angry is because they act like they didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> I was I was trying to imagine like magic on a trade call. Like how, <laughs> how does it, like I can't just imagine. Like, hey, um, so yeah, we want him. Uh, you can, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> you we have, have we want this guy. Um, we have like all these young guys on our team. Uh, <laughs> you can just pick them. Just just choose who you want. Yeah. You know. Like, do you think he comes at it from a standpoint of, like, a negotiation or, like, a, we're taking this? Because I feel like that's where it's coming from. You know what I mean? Like, it's coming from, like, a, we're just going to take Anthony Davis, and there's not much you could do about it. And then the Pelicans are like, oh, yeah, there is. <laughs> that's the first thing. Uh, Magic probably called the Pelicans right after Anthony Davis said he wanted to be traded and called him. was like, so, um, I hear he wants to join my team. Interesting how that's been dropped. I didn't know about that beforehand. Uh, well, that's all the questions that we we had, we had this time. Appreciate everyone for for anyone who uh, asked. And yeah, yeah, thank you for all the questions, really. And I hope I hope we answered them as as best as possible, and that you enjoyed those questions, and you enjoyed our tangents that we went on with your questions. <laughs> sorry, David. <laughs> yeah, sorry, David. I I hope you uh, I hope you appreciated the tangents at the very least. 
<laughs> um, yeah, but seriously, to reiterate, thank you to everybody. It means a lot to have have some questions to answer, and it led to a very fun pod, also a long pod. Yes. Um, so I hope it's a I hope it's a fun listen. Um, do you guys have any any uh, parting parting words, parting suggestions, parting thoughts before we get out of here? Let's get uh, a winning streak. We're in Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna need that playoff mentality against the Raptors. <laughs> Does um. I want to see if if Toronto plays the night before they play the Lakers in the off chance that Kawhi doesn't play. Yeah. No, no, they do not. All right. We are their next game. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's exactly Uh, what I wanted. That being said, uh, LeBron's got 48 minutes to uh, whisper in Kawhi's ear every time they're guarding each other. Come to the Lakers, come to the Lakers. So, (laughs) Kuz makes a three. That he he could be your teammate. He could be your teammate. (laughs) (laughs) This is also the first Kawhi Lebron matchup, correct? Yes, he didn't. He, they didn't. Uh, they still killed us, but I mean, he didn't play yeah. in, in that last. Game. I think that's like our worst loss this season too. Did we lose by like forty or something like that? Yeah, that was bad. I feel like that's we've what, had five of those. Yeah, we haven't, but it feels like it. But that was when hope was still strong, right? I mean, that was. When... Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Hey, hope is still strong. Yeah, we're, we're gonna get a pretty good damn draft pick. Okay, hope is still strong. Bull, bull, baby, bull, bull. I know that's not a popular opinion for some reason, but I'm just gonna keep hammering it home. I don't want to hear your DeAndre Hunter takes. I want bull, bull. I I don't know uh, college athletes too well, and then once March Madness rolls around, that's when I start to really know. That's how I always get all my info. I'm not going to lie. What I tend to do, I do that, but what I also tend to do is I tend to like pick like three guys at the beginning of the college season, just not watch any college basketball and just like those guys and for forever. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I, and I, I do that even if they don't play college basketball. Like that's what I did with Mitchell Robinson. So I'm doing the same thing with Bull Bull. I don't care. Yeah. That's what I did with Jake Lehman too. Mm-hmm. And um, it, I was looking real foolish, had egg on my face, but now he's good. So it's doing, <laughs> I think I'm doing pretty well with my random picking of a guy just because I like him. Uh-huh. Uh, so I'm going to keep doing that. For me, college basketball doesn't exist until March Madness. So I thought Dante DiMincenzo should have been the number one pick last year. Uh. Phoenix <laughs> messed up. So <laughs> Phoenix messed up, man. Yeah. Phoenix messed up. They really did. Who was Aiden? <laughs> hasn't even performed what is he he's not even doing that well (laughs) (laughs) also but it's so hard i watch so much nba i watch nba at least five nights a week at least yeah same yeah same. often more (laughs) so like for me to watch like the best the 200 best basketball players in the world and then watch like Murray State versus what Central Michigan. I'm like, yo, I'm this is I'm not trying to watch five dudes pass the ball around his zone for 28 seconds until somebody takes a pull up mid range. Like it's very hard to switch. It's very yeah. hard to switch. That's all I'll say. My favorite thing to me about watching March Madness is obviously the games and how competitive they are. But I love watching certain players who are playing really well, but trying to envision if they could like play on an NBA level or like how they would fit in the NBA or if they'd fit in the mm-hmm. NBA. Because there's players like we've seen who perform amazingly in college, and then they go to the NBA and just can't, you know, do it. Yeah. Shout out Jimmer for Jimmer that. For, yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Has anyone Sacramento drafted before, like, <laughs> the last two years? <laughs> hey, except for, I mean, lately, yeah, except for the last yeah. two years. They've been, yeah. they've been doing pretty well. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, <laughs> before that. Nick Stauskas, I think. Stauskas <laughs> Castillo. Shout yeah. out Souse. He went like sixth, um, I think, which is just like. <laughs> <laughs> there were some. There were some drafts though, in in that in those in like the mid 2000, 2010s that were just like, you're 
if you're not one, two, or three and yeah. don't have like the best scouting department ever, you're just congratulations. You just signed up to pay this <laughs> mediocre player seven million dollars for four years. Like congratulations. Shout out Ben Macklemore. Oh, my God. I, I, I really thought he was going to ball out. I thought he was going to do well in the NBA. Yeah, that's made me really sad. <laughs> if anything, it just shows how hard it is to be a good NBA player. So oh, for sure. I think I could for do sure. it. Yeah, I mean, I don't see why not. Yeah. Point guard? Yeah, Point I, yeah guard. or shooting guard. You know, I'm not, I'm not tall enough, but, like, I think I, mean, I could do it. Hey, man. What you, me- what you like in height, you make up for in spirit. <laughs> <laughs> after, after Andre, you know, you can, you can give another 10-day. <laughs> South Bay, Bafornia. We out here. <laughs> or, or according to Mark Matson, uh, defenders. <laughs> I was surprised that didn't blow up more. Like he didn't even get that much shade for that. that oh, once, once I, once we, once this finishes, I'm gonna go, 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 uh, do something with that tweet. It's like shout out Brandon Ingram of the Minneapolis Lakers. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's all because of y'all. It's gonna end up on Deadspin in like 12 hours. So. <laughs> Brandon Ingram has played really well on Duke this year. <laughs> that that was starting to sound like a magic tweet, the diction, <laughs> for a second. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, um, this has been a, this has been a long pod. It's been an entertaining pod. Um, the listeners will hear this before the Raptors game. And uh, shout out to us for getting a, getting a podcast in after a win. And hopefully, we get a yes. chance to uh, to do it again sometime soon after a win. Absolutely. After the Raptors, let's do it. <laughs> uh, most likely not, but like, yeah, let's do it. Um, <laughs> all right, guys, this has been a fun one. Uh, until next time, this has been The Forum. <laughs>